Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you have given us once again to come in your house. For those who are streaming, to be able to stream and get into the channel, Father, to hear the word of truth. Father, they could have used this time to do other things, but they put it aside. And I want, Father, to hear from the word because faith comes only by hearing and hearing of the word of truth. Father, we understand that because of the challenges of the outside, we understand, Father, that we cannot overcome on our own. Father, we realize, Lord, that we are dependent on you. Father, we realize that, Father, only what you have put inside of us can overcome. And this certain, certain is hidden. Only, Father, the seed will prevail. But, Father, you have given us a promise that the end-time message shall meet the end-time conditions. It shall meet the end-time challenges, Father. So, Lord, we are not relying on our own ability as human beings, but we are relying on your grace and the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, this evening, Lord, we want to surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we want again to hear the word of God that can never change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. What a privilege to be sons and daughters of God to know that we have already been accepted in you. We have already been accepted in the beloved. We have already been chosen before the foundation of the world. Father, now we are just working in your purpose, working in your plan of redemption. Father, we yield ourselves to you. May you use us for your glory. Let the speaker and the hearers, Father, be on the same channel of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that wrote the Word of God. The same Holy Spirit that has interpreted the Word of God. The same Holy Spirit, that, Father, that has opened the book to us. Let the same Holy Spirit here to remind us, Father, about the Word of God once again. Whether it is encouragement, whether it is, Father, something that will help us to be corrected. Please say it in the liberty of the Holy Ghost, Father. 
We commit ourselves to you and surrender ourselves to you. Forgive our sins where we have failed, Lord. Let the blood of Jesus Christ wash us and cleanse us, Lord. We are relying only, Father, on that bleach. You said, Father, whenever we confess, the power of confession, Father, that sin doesn't exist in your presence anymore. It is as if we have never done it to begin with, Lord. What a promise. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we commit the remainder of the service in your hand. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to read the word of God in the Second Corinthians. Thank you, musicians. Brother my, Mike, I'll need you when at the end. Second Corinthians six fourteen to eighteen. I think I got it wrong. Um, that's correct. Be not uniquely yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God had said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, be separate, save the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Remember, it's not only receiving the Holy Ghost, but he also receives us, Amen. And will be a father unto him, and he shall, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That word will come to fulfill, and God is fulfilling that word of God right now. Amen. I will invite you again to Second Corinthians five. The Bible says scripture. So I would like to continue on the thought of the message of the rapture. But the one after the message of rapture, it's talked about the message, the things that are to be. And this is one of the scripture that he used to emphasize on that. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our house which is from heaven. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. And uh, those who are streaming in the comfort of their seat. I'd like to talk this evening, share with you a thought. I'd like to entitle it the true, the three, the three kinds of believers in the triune being. As you can see, two thoughts merge in the one title. The prophet says, as he's, mentioned, as he's talking about the three kinds of believers, he says, 
The first is believers make believers and unbelievers. Now, this is quite a subject, but as sure as we sit here tonight, that group is always gathered together. Wherever the people gather, we find this group and always have found them. And we probably always will have them until the coming of the Lord. And I want us tonight to picture ourselves as I speak of these three groups and see what group that we are in. So he's saying here, whenever that people gathering as Christians, there are always those three kinds of believers, because they are made the real believer, the make-believer, and the unbeliever. Before you go already starting looking around, who is the one, who is the one, that's not the purpose for my message this evening. I just want to remind you, the prophet says, we will always have these three kinds of people until the coming of the Lord. They will always be there. You can't, can't avoid it. They will always be there. And only at the coming of the Lord, only, only after the body change, only after we have our glorified bodies, then the believers will be together only with the true, may, the true real believers. Amen? The three kinds of believers, the unbelievers, so we can talk about the unbelievers, and Brother Bradbanum is talking this message, the unbelievers, we'll type that to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were there, they were, they were there, they were religious on the outside, they were looked pure on the outside, but on the inside there was nothing to respond to the word of God of their age. They rejected the word of, of their age. They were there, they were trying to cope up, to follow what the, the scripture was saying, but when the scripture was being manifested, they couldn't see the scripture being manifested. So they rejected the word of God, made flesh right there. They rejected it. The prophet will say, Jesus was a great, for the Pharisees, Jesus, I'm paraphrasing, Jesus was a great man as long as he healed the sick. As long as he healed the sick, as long as he performed miracles, they look at it and say, this is a great man. So it was not only the Pharisees, there were also those who were there around them and around Jesus Christ who were unbelievers. When they saw the miracles, when they saw the bread being multiplied, when they saw the things happening, they cried, this is the, they shouted, this is the king, this is the real king. But when he came to the part of the doctrine, when he came to the part of the word of God, then they realized that there was nothing inside to receive the word of God, and they rejected the word of God. That those who are the unbelievers, when they come to the challenge of the word of God, they reject the word of God. And they will always happen there. They will come. They will come to church, but they, will, they won't be able to accept the whole word of God. Jesus stayed. Judas was the make-believers. He was called, but he stayed there. He walked with Jesus Christ. He went with Jesus Christ. He performed miracles. He did all the great things. But his name, with his name was, was not in the Lamb's book of life. He rejected the word of God. He will be there looking for a, hole, for a loophole, for a mistake, for something that is not caught with, with, with his life. He was trying to find for an opportunity to betray the word of God. He was already there around all the time. But let me encourage you this evening, there was also real believers. There was Peter and the other ones were the real and real believers. 
as we're approaching this time, as I say, I don't want to put on the people, but I just want to put these thoughts in mind as we go into it together, the things that we know, but just to remind us, I believe that in every believer, in every true believer, there are those three kinds of believers. Even in a, true, in a true believer, there is those three kinds of believers. There is the body, the spirit, and the soul. Those are the transphere, the trans realms that make a human being, human being, a human being. Even a believer has the same spheres, the same realms, but those realms, those realms have different characteristics. I believe, and I've told them, I told you, I believe that the body is the unbeliever. The body has the five senses of a sea, to see or to smell or to taste or to hear or different things. Those are the five senses that the God has given to the body in order to be in contact with the external world. You know, the senses, though the senses is to be in contact with the external world, but those senses have no capability to believe. Those senses have no capability to accept the word of God unless there is something behind it that they can accept the word of God. They are there, they can go with you, they can cope with you, but they are so unreliable. And the way the Bhagavan will say, if there is your senses, you see something, or you hear something, or you, 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 you smell something, or anything that is against the word of God, you should stay with the word of God. Because the word of God is always the truth. Those senses, how ma- no matter how much they might sound or look like they are real, they are not real. The things that are not unseen are the things that are more real than the things that you see and feel and smell. That's why the Bible is saying, it's not asking us to, that do you feel or do you see? It's asking you, do you believe? Do you believe? Don't rely on the thing that don't have any capability to, to believe. Amen. The prophet will say, I'm quoting here on believing God. He says, this outside is sin. Do you know? You know your body is sin. That the reason don't try to perfect that body, it's sin. Don't remind you, don't try to prefer that body, it's sin. You can't rely on it, it's sin. Some people go and make a bodybuilder and different things. That body is only sin. The prophet will continue in another place. He says, as long as you're in this life, you're going to be sticky and have a carnal nature that's going to bother you as long as you live. Even though you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, this body is still there to challenge you from time to time. This body is still there to bother you from time to time. But as you as a believer, you have to take the word of God. You have to, you have to do all the means that you have to subdue this body under the subjection of the word of God. The word of God is the boss. Amen. But inside of you, the prophet continues, the question is an answer, 64. But inside of you, you are born again. When you are raised up, you are in the likeness of Christ. And all the sin has gone from you. See, that's the thing. End of God. So let me say this. Even as I said, even if you are born again, there is still something that keeps bothering you. It's not going to give up. It will continue to bother you all the time. But you need to identify. That's why the prophet, when he's telling the story of that Apache man who got converted, 
He said when he got converted, he asked, someone asked him, what's happening? How is it for you? He said, now there are two things are battling inside of me. There are two dogs battling inside of me. There is the white one. There is the black one. It depends on that. Ask him, who's, who's the one who's, who's, who's winning? It depends on the one I capture the most. It's the one, it depends on the nature that I capture the most. We have two natures inside of us. We have two natures inside of us. It depends on which nature you capture the most that's going to have the preeminence in the same body. Amen. And, and all that, the question is, you look in the question and answer, the question that they ask that Apache woman, they ask him, after you have received the Holy Ghost, how do you feel? It's not before you have received the Holy Ghost. Don't, just, don't, don't think that when you have received the Holy Ghost, there is no battle anymore. The battle becomes even more and more serious when you have received the Holy Ghost. Let me remind you, it's your duty and your responsibility to make sure that you feed the inner man. Let the outer man die daily. Let the inner man be renewed daily as well. Just put in a code as a parenthesis, external beauty has nothing to do. Actually, beauty for a woman can be a curse more than if she didn't have that beauty, unless she's controlled by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus had no physical beauty. Physical beauty and external beauty, but he's still the fairest of 10,000 for us all. The real beauty is the character from the inside. Let me just put it as a, I'm talking about the unbeliever here, the body. Satan has more beauty than the angels, but pride was found inside of him. Serpent was more beautiful and handsome than Adam. Or as remember, Pastor Wayne put it, he was preaching about the, the, the trail of the serpent. Put that picture, you see that Satan was, as a serpent was more handsome, more, having more muscles maybe, more than, than Adam, but still Adam was the son of God. Because he had something inside of him. The giant, the serpent seeds were more elegant than the sons of God. Saul was more beautiful and handsome than David, but David was the man after God's heart. Amen. Samuel, even when he came to anoint the sons of, of Jesse, he came there and he was trying to rely on the appearance. Then God had to rebuke his, his prophet. Don't look at the appearance. Don't look the way men look at. There is something different inside that I take care of. That's the most important thing. Amen. Absalom was more beautiful than David. Absalom, I would say, was more, even more beautiful than Solomon. But Solomon was the chosen one. What is the character of a man? The prophet said, look at his knees. What is your character? It is your knees. It is your time in prayer. That's your real character. The make-believer is the spirit. The make-believer, it's not the unbeliever who's going to de deceive the elect. It's the make-believer. They look so close to the truth. They have the form of godliness. Then there are going to be a lot of many of them in this last time. They have the form of godliness, but they don't have, they don't have the real thing. Amen. That's the danger of intellectual faith. And you can see many people can be kind just by their nature. The way they are born, the way they are raised, the way they are raised, they are good people. Some people can be good just because of the culture and the different things, the culture and the background, the different things that how they have been raised, it makes them good people. 
But still, it's not, it doesn't make that you have reached what you have to reach. You still need the new birth. Because the appearance, the how it looks, even the mind and the spirit, it can be a deceiver. I'm trying to emphasize this evening on the importance of the new birth. Because if you are not born again from the inside, you can be easily be deceived. It's still a make-believer as long as something is not real. And sometimes you can look and sometimes you can be here on different things. Just mentioning, you can feel like, oh, I have under emotion. You feel like you have a lot of faith. But when you comes on a real challenge come in front of you, then you realize that you didn't have the real thing. It was only a make-believer. When the real challenge comes, there was nothing there. There can be different people, even preachers have been preaching for many years. They have been preaching for many years, but they, they, they didn't have the real faith inside of the soul. We need that real faith inside of the soul. We don't just need an intellectual faith. We need a faith inside of the inside. A real revelation and anchor when you know that you know that you know that you know. The spirit, as we know, has five inlets. The memory, the imagination, the conscience, the affection, the reasoning. Even those senses are not reliable. Those senses are not reliable. You can, your reasoning, your memory, your imagination, your conscience can give you the impression that you have faith. But then, as I said, when things come, then you realize it's not there. That's why the prophet will say when he's talking about other people, other people think, I really like Brother Andrew when he preached about their conscience. If that conscience is not being purified by the word of God, you might be misled by the conscience. Many people say that it doesn't bother me to do those things. It doesn't bother me to cut my hair. It doesn't bother me to do those things. I don't feel any tag inside there bothering me. You are in dangerous path because you are relying on your conscience, on the spiritual realm. And it's, trying, it's deceiving you. If it is against the word of God, you must not rely on how you feel in your conscience, how you feel in your memory, how you feel in your spirit. You have to rely on the word of God. The word of God is the absolute. The word of God can never change. God back up only his word. Amen. The prophet, you know the expression of the prophet, if you don't know, if he doesn't, if, he, if you say he doesn't cut me, he doesn't, he doesn't condemn me to cut my hair, he doesn't hurt my conscience, the prophet will put that, that statement, as you know, I'm just trying to quote it, as he's saying, she's got no more conscience than a snake has no hips. She has no conscience, you try to think that she has conscience, but that conscience is not being washed by the word of God. Amen. The prophet will make that statement again. How can I teach them algebra when they don't even believe the ABC first? You can speak in tongues, they can do all the different things, but how can you reject the ABC of the word of God and still believe that you are a Christian? If you reject the word of God in the soul, if you reject the ABC in the soul, there is no guarantee that you will receive the great mystery in your soul. If the ABC can don't have the anchor in your soul, there is no guarantee that you will receive the great mystery in your soul. Start first by the ABC, let them, since they are so simple, why don't they come revelation to you inside of you and then you can build on top of that yeah. but the believer is the soul and I would like to stay a little bit longer here on the soul 
A believer is a soul. Because the soul does not need any intelligence capability. The soul has no intelligence capability. The soul has only two options and two capabilities, two abilities, either to believe or to doubt. And we are on the side of those who are believing. So the soul has no ability, the soul has no ability to reason, has no ability to fast, has no ability to try to find the right thing and the wrong thing. But when it comes to the word of God, the soul always believes the word of God to be the absolute. The soul has no other ability but to accept what the word of God he says. When you have faith in the soul, then faith sees what God sees. The real believer identifies himself with the Bible characters. Let me tell you, the soul inside of you is the real believer. It's not your flesh. It's not your mind. Your soul, you actually, you don't know yourself. We don't know yourself. We don't see you. You don't see me. We don't see each other. We just see this house, but this is not the real us. The real us is the inside of us. He's the real believer. He's the one who stays with the word of God. And faith comes only by hearing the word of truth. Because he has no other ability to try to reason and other things or conscience or memorize. It's not even, it's not even the soul that is memorized different things. The soul is there just to accept the word of God. God, make, my, make the word of God real to me. You're expressing in your mouth what the soul is believing. That's why Paul could say, because I believe, that's why I speak. We speak because the soul has believed. Amen. Go ahead of my notes here, but the real believer identifies himself with the Bible characters. When you identify yourself with the Bible characters, you don't look on the flesh, you don't look on how you look, you don't even know how they look like in the outside, but you can identify from the inside there is something that is connected to their character. Something inside of you can say, this is me. Something inside of you can identify with the scripture and what happened to David, what happened to Daniel, what happened to the different ones, the heroes of faith. Something inside of you can identify, as we heard on, on Saturday, I can identify with Daniel and say, this is me. Even though he was in a lock-up conditions, even though he was at a different place where he couldn't worship in a church as other places. But let me tell you, inside of you, you can look at that and identify, this is me. No matter what the condition on the outside, no matter which conditions I'm in, my soul will still praise you. My soul will still love you. My soul will still worship you. My soul will still serve you. And I'm going to pull this body to serve you along with what is inside of the soul, inside of me. Amen. The soul can identify with David, with a believer. It can identify with Abraham. It can identify that, that Abraham didn't stagger the promise of God through unbelief. Even though it took 25 years, Abraham was stronger in the faith, was stronger with the word of God. That's the real believer. The real believer is the one that stays with the word of God. The real believer may, may push you to act funny, to push the body, the unbeliever. It can make 
makes you to shout and do different things in the mind. It makes you to act funny, but it's actually the real believer who's pushing you to do certain things. Your decisions are old to the world, but let me, let me tell you, it's still the believer, no matter how strange it seems. Because the believer is not the, be- the real believer. Well, I'm talking about the real believer, you can't hear. It's the soul. The soul has no capacity to fast about the word of God. The soul of the real believer accepts the word of God. Amen. The real believer knows that. If that gun is zeroing to the target, it will hit the target. He knows that if he's zeroing with the word of God, it will produce the, the, the result all the time. God has no exceptions of people. It's not an exception how you look on the outside. If your word of if the soul inside can catch the word of God, align with the word of God, in align with the target, it will hit the target all the time. The real believer believes the promise of the rapture. No matter how we have so many people around trying to say that the rapture is something that's not happening. But let me tell you, the real believer inside of you knows that no matter how the body feels, there's going to be a body change. There's going to be a rapture, amen. The real believer believes the promise of the healing. That's why you can see, you can see Oh, they can see, can see in the natural. The body can look and look on the result of the, the doctor and different things. We try to follow the advice to a certain level. But when they put a pronostic that is against what the word of God says, you don't stand on what the flesh is seeing. You don't stand on what your mind is saying. You have to rely on a real you. And your real you believes the word of God. That's why the real you doesn't take care of what the world is saying, what the the doctor can say the real you believes in the divine healing. Amen. The real believer can identify himself to Job. No matter of the trials and the tests he went through, his children taken away and everything taken away. Let me tell you, the real believers stand with the word of God. And the real believer will stand with the word of God. I know my Redeemer liveth. At the last day, he shall stand up on the earth. I shall stand up on the earth. Don't, don't, don't the worms kill up and, and heat up my flesh. I know with my eyes I shall see him. Who can declare that such declaration? It's the real believer. Because he doesn't rely on how the flesh of Job was so low. It's still inside of him there was something more real than how the flesh could feel. I hope that we can come to that level. Amen. No one can take the place of the real believer. You have a special place in God's economy. They can replace another person at your job and at different things. You can replace a, a, real tooth, a real tooth with a wrong tooth and a fake tooth, but they can never replace your soul. They can wash up your mind. They can clean up your mind. You can even lose your mind. In the natural, you can use your mind, but you can't lose your soul. As long as you're a Christian and born again Christian, you can never, that soul is eternal as God is eternal. It can never be lost. They can never replace the real believer. Amen. That's why the real believer does not die. You cannot die. There is no ability to die 
because you are part of God. You have been in God's mind before the foundation of the world. The flesh can die, but the real body, the real believer can never die. In that note, the prophet says, Nobody can take your place. It's expanding it. No matter how little you say, I'm just a housewife. Nobody can take your place. God in his great economy has so said so. The body of Christ in order till there is no one can take your place. Jumping a little bit here. The three kinds of believers. See, we all have a place. Some of us are evangelists, some prophets, some teachers, some pastors, whatever we are. Some housewives, some mechanics, some farmers, whatever it is. God has set you in your place. But let me just hand off code. Let me just tell you, when the saints set you in your place, the real thing is you do those things and you don't have the soul that is being redeemed, then it's not the real place. The real place is your soul has been redeemed, then it's being manifested from the outside, from the inside to the outside. The believer does not question. The believer believes, regardless of what it sounds like, what anybody else has got to say about it, how impossible it seems to be. The reason you believe is because the nature of your soul is God. You are born again. It's not, if it's not, it is of the world. Anything that begins has to end. So therefore, the only way that you can have eternal life is to have life that never did begin. The prophet says in the soul that's in prison. That's why we need, and of course, that's why we need to learn to focus on the believer rather than the make-believer and the unbeliever. That's why we need to put it under the subjection of the word of God. Whatever you claim during the weekend, let me tell you, if you say, oh, and your weekend, maybe it was just emotion. No, no, let me, it was not emotion. It was God speaking to the real believer inside of you. No matter how you feel the next week, the next day, let me tell you, you need to rely on what God spoke to you, to the real believer in the inside, and keep building upon it. Build word upon it, precept upon precept, line upon line. The enemy will try to get that from you, but you keep building upon the word of God. And standing upon the word of God. Amen. Cast down every vanishing and everything that exalts of itself against the knowledge of God. And bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Think about it. So I'm trying to change it a little bit here. Because of your soul, your mortal body will put on immortality. Because of the soul inside of you that can never die, God is going to put, this mortal body will put on immortality. Your eternal destination can contain more than your soul and your glorified body. God gave to the prophet more than his soul and more than a glorified body. He gave him his dog. He gave him his horse. Think about it. The dog and the horse, they have no soul. They have no soul, but God still gave them eternal life. God, if God can give that to the prophet, can give that to the thing that don't have it, that don't have the soul, how much more to a son of God who has the soul inside of him? Think about it. The prophet gave, and when he went on the other side, he saw, he saw, he saw hope with, with, with that chair. That chair, that chair has no soul, has no spirit, but God make it 
can make it eternal. On the other side, that soul will not pass away. <laughs> it will not deteriorate. Think about it. The grace that God can give to a Christian because of the soul that is eternal. Yeah. I know that now that you have to rotate through the church, some people have found their lazy chair more comfortable. But don't sleep when you are preaching. <laughs> it's not going to be on the other side. But if, if you are staying awake, <laughs> there's more chance. <laughs> Sorry, just parenthesis. Under the thought pool, we have the right to claim our loved ones. If God can give to an animal that doesn't have a soul or a chair that doesn't have a life, how much more can he give eternal life to our loved ones? That's why under the third pool, we have the right to claim our loved ones. Under the third pool, your request according to God's will can override. I was just sharing that with my wife. You know, under the third pool, your request to God according to his perfect will can override the decision of the children, can override the decision of the beloved ones. Look at Hetherite. She had a request to God under the anointing of the third pool was more powerful than the decision that those, those kids were having. They were laughing at the prophet. They were laughing at what they're saying. It could have been a blasphemy right there. But because under that anointing, that the anointing and Hetherite could request according to the perfect will of God, it had to override their decision. How much more we can continue to apply the token in our house, believing that under the third token, those things will be granted to us. Amen. The third pool doesn't come to the flesh. It doesn't come to the make-believer. It doesn't come to the unbeliever. The third pool comes to the soul. The third pool comes to the real believer. And the real believer accepts the opening of the word. We know that we have three bodies. This body we are living in, celestial bodies. And then we have, we have a glorified body. Just want to read what the prophet says, the things that are to be. And now when these bodies drop here on this earth like the babies drop, there is a mortal body waiting to receive the spirit back into itself again. What a great thing. We are now in Christ Jesus, amen, babies, babes in Christ, children of God, waiting for the full deliverance at the coming of our Lord Jesus to receive us up into himself when the body, this mortal, will take on immortality. The likeness, all the things that he did express the things that are to come, just as the body gives you here. Just as this body he gave you to live in only expresses that there is one that is great, greater yet to come. So if you have this body, just reminds you this is a negative. There is a positive on the other side. And he says, if we bear, if we bear and bear and have borne the image of the earthly, we also shall bear the image of the heavenly, which holds no evil in this one that is to come. Now, this one does hold evil, sickness, death, and sorrow. I've just expressed here not long ago preaching on the transformation of the word of God, of how that body, it's got the evil in it. The body has the evil in it, but on the other body, there's no sorrow, there's no separation, there's no death, there's no sickness. Perfect body, amen. 
Oh, looking forward for that. If there is no desire and thirst for that, let me tell you, it is time to come to the altar and say, Lord, that's what I'm longing for. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I'm going to put all my energy for because I've been called to it. Amen. Amen. Just going to read another one here. Things that are to be. We find this life all those kinds of evil. So therefore the life that is to come won't have it. The one has lust and sickness and death. But because what is it? It's not the house that God is God to prepare. This is a pest house. How many knows what a pest house is? And the congregation says, Amen. Sure, well, that's what we are living in. A pest house is where they put all the diseased people. And that just what sin done to us put us in an earthly pest house. They wouldn't let anyone else come in the pest house because there is all kinds of germs flying around in. And the people will take these germs and they seek them. Sin brought us into the devil's pest house. How more real it comes to these days. Amen? But we have our Father's house. We have a new house, eternal, the Bible says. Eternal, made not of man, but of God himself. Eternal in the heavens. And we are groaning within ourselves to be covered and clothed with that body, with that house. You, this is just a house. It's not you. When you go to your house, it's not, your house is not you. Amen. Sometimes when I'm driving, because we're in the same area, sometimes driving and I see the car. Oh, my wife, she knows. She knows knows how to memorize all the license plate of people. You can see the license plate going, oh, this is Brother, this is brother Ray. That's not Brother Ray. This is the car of Brother Ray. Brother Ray is in that car. <laughs> so this is your house, but that's not you. You are inside of that house. The same thing, this is just a house, but the real house is inside of us. Amen. I got the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That still has nothing to do with it. That's just only a temporal gift to you. Things that are to be. The real gift is your soul down there. See, that was born of God and that controls the whole thing to the word of God and the will of God. There you grow up. See, then you are sons and daughters of God. The real gift is not what you are manifesting on the outside. The real gift is the soul inside of us. That has more value, that is more valuable than 10,000 worlds. Is the real you, amen. Each human being has a soul. But the difference between each every human being, your soul and the, the soul of other human beings, is your soul believes the word of God. Your soul does not sin anymore. The soul that sinned is a soul that is going to die. The, what the prophet says, that what the prophet can say, smoking is not sin. <laughs> smoking is not sin. Committing adultery is not sin. Lying is not sin. Stealing is not sin. Sin is unbelief. And what is sinning? What is unbelieving? It is the soul. If the soul disbelieves the word of God, then it is condemned right there. If the soul disbelieves the word of God and continue to disbelieve the word of God, that's the soul that is going to die. The other thing that is being manifested is only the attribute of what the soul is disbelieving, of what the soul is disbelieving in the word of God. But the real you as a Christian is the soul that believes the word of God. That's why the other things follow us because the soul is subjecting itself to the word of God and it brings the spirit to the subjection of the word of God. It brings the body to the subjection of the word of God. That's the sign that you are born again. 
The soul contains the quality and the potential. In that soul is the seed germ of God. Once that seed germ of God has been energized, has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it contains within her, within that seed, all the potential for the earthly journey. That's why the prophets say, once you have received the Holy Ghost, you have what you need for the earthly journey until the rapture. Healing is contained in that seed. Healing is contained in that seed. All redemptive blessing that is already purchased is contained in that seed. You just need to continue believing. Even the rapture is contained in that seed. You have already received the rapture once you are born again. That's why you can say, the prophet at the end of his journey could say and testify, I'm not a son of Charles and El Abraham anymore. Once he realized that he didn't, what he realized that he's not only a, a, a human being who's subject to the time, is actually a, 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 an object or a human being, a being or eternal being. Once he understands that he's not hearing only with the natural ear, but he have heard from his theophany from the inside, your soul needs to hear from the theophany, amen. It he needs to hear the real thing that he has been made from. Yeah. Oh. You have already a house, a heavenly house that is waiting for you. You and I bypass that house. Instead of going into that house, we bypassed our theophany. We have bypassed our theophany. We have bypassed it in order to be tempted. Let me encourage you this evening. Every time that you are being tempted, you are getting closer, closer, and closer to that house. Every time that you are tempted, you are showing the purpose why you bypassed that theophany. And God has put you in this age to show to the devil, that, to prove to him that you are an overcomer. You are the proof of the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he can show to the devil, see my kids, see my children, they can overcome the most deceitful age. Because I trust what I already put inside of them. There's nothing that can separate them from my love. They are me, they are bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She is him. You are God. It eat inside of you, amen. That's why the Bible said the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. Our natural spirit couldn't bear, we couldn't get along with our, our born, born, our born spirit, the first birth spirit. God had to give us a new spirit. It was not yet the Holy Spirit. And Brother Maxwell said it last time very well. Just clarified things. It was not, he didn't give us, he didn't give us, it was not the Holy Spirit yet. It was just a new spirit to get along with yourself. Now God gives you the Holy Spirit that bear witness to that spirit that you are son of God. But still from time to time, this body will try to rise. This body will try to contradict the word of God. One day we'll have a body that is compatible. But let me encourage you. One day we will have a body that will be completely compatible with the Holy Ghost. No complaining about spending too much time in the presence of the Lord. You can be there and spend time in the presence of the Lord. You feel good inside, feel good inside, feel inside. Let me tell you, there is a body where we can stay there in eternity, glorifying God forever and forever and forever, because it will be completely compatible with the Word of God forever. 
Let me encourage you to you this evening. The world is going in the doom of place, but our future is brighter and brighter because our body is more glorious than this body we are living in. We have already received the earnest of the resurrection. We have the divine, we have, that's why we have the divine healing. We have miracles happening. We heard on Sunday miracles happening. What is it? It's to show that this body can already be subjected to the influence of the Holy Spirit. This body can follow your confession to the Word of God. What is it? To show that there will be a greater resurrection. You have already received the earnest of your resurrection. You have already received the earnest of your inheritance when God gave you you the Holy Ghost in the soul. He gave you that we have sealed with the Holy Ghost, not to lose you tomorrow. When we have been sealed with the Holy Ghost, He seals you until the redemption. Not to the next revival, but until the redemption. What is it? God cannot defeat His own purpose once He has sealed that soul with the Holy Ghost. It's until the full redemption of the body. Now you see that already as the prophet says, things are that to be. That's the way this whole body is. It's bore the image of the heavenly, yet it's not you. You are on the inside of that body. You, the spirit of God, is on the inside of that body. That's what makes the outside come into subjections because the inside is pulling it. See, bringing it in line with the word of God. Your inside, you yourself, your being, the body is just an old coat. Skipping something. The people have just seen you in this. And what you was, your real you, was on the inside of that. But the old coat itself just bore the image of the heavenly. Oh, people, have you made reservation to change coat? Have you made reservation for heaven? Remember, you must have reservation. You can't get in without them. You can't get in without that, that reservation. It's a question that still stands this evening. As we are preaching here, let me remind you, have you already made reservation for the other side? Are you already ready for the other side? As is your soul already in contact, in union with him? Amen. Is your soul in union with the word of God? Who is this Melchizedek? Then when you become subject to that spirit, it throws your whole being subject to that spirit. And that spirit is nothing in the world but the seed word made manifest or quickened. Hallelujah. Made alive. And when the Bible says don't do this, the body quickly turns to it. There is no question. And what is it? It is the earnest of the resurrection. The body will be raised up again because it's already started. What you are experiencing here, it's already a starter of the greater move that is coming when this body shall put on immortality. You have already received the earnest of the resurrection because your soul says amen and it puts subjection to the spirit to say amen and it put this body to say amen. This body will be raised up again because it's already started. It was one subject to sin and mire and corruption, but now it's God the earnest. It turned heavenly. Now, what's the earnest that you're going in the rapture? It's the earnest. That's the earnest that you're going in the rapture. That's the earnest. A sick person laying, dying, nothing left but death. 
But that all can happen. I've seen a shadow of people done up with cancer and tuberculosis and see them people a little while after that perfectly normal and strong. If there is no divine healing, then there is no resurrection because divine healing is the earnest of the resurrection. We see what happened to Sister Karen. They gave a few days, but after that, the word of God touched her and her body obeyed to the word of God. God is giving us a proof that there is a resurrection coming. We saw, we can see, we can see Brother Ron Spencer can be weak in the body, but once he was under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, then this body has to follow, this follow and follow in the subjection of the word of God. Oh, it made me remind what the prophet says. If that man can be old and still be quickened by the word of God, how much more should we? Where were you when the sons of God were shouting? We were there, man. We are going back there. That's what is called redemption. Redemption is bringing you back where you come from. We come from God and we are going back to God. The first Adam came from the thought, became the word theophany, and then became flesh in order to sin. The second Adam came from the thought, the theophany, and that he was made flesh, not in order to sin, but in order to redeem Adam who was sin. Like the first Adam, inside of Adam there was Eve. Eve was not different from Adam when it comes to the spirit. Eve was Adam the spirit. It was the same spirit that God split in, put the male here and the female here. Eve was just Adam being expressed. Let me tell you, for the second Adam who comes here, the bride is not different from him. We are just Jesus Christ being expressed. That's why we can say we are him. If Adam couldn't lose Eve, even though she made certain mistakes, he couldn't lose him. The attribute of redemption in the first Adam was already being expressed and he could say, and he could see that, that Eve, if he, was, if he didn't have to step in, Eve would have been lost. But if Eve was lost, it would be part of himself that would be lost. And he stepped in in order to redeem Eve. Let me tell you the same way, this Eve shall never fail. The last Eve shall never fail because he came. Oh, let me tell you, what a great exchange. We were sinners. He came who didn't sin. He was without sin, but he had to step in in order to redeem us because if we had to be lost, one part of his would have been lost. Amen. Perfect faith is believing on who you are. And the prophet says, the real you is what is inside of you. Don't try to be looking more on the outside and different things. Sometimes we get caught up. That's why we get caught up. And how was I thinking? How was I thinking this way? That's why we need more of the washing of the word of God to wash our mind, to wash everything. That we need more of the word of God to be able to align with our soul. The soul knows what is right, but the flesh is the enemy. The worst enemy is the two unbelievers. The make-believer and the unbelievers, they are worst enemies. But greater is inside of us than the one who is the outside. I'll be closing. Image of the evil. If this is, if this is the image, the real one is somewhere. Yeah. 
If you have brown eyes here, you will have brown eyes on the other side. If you have blue eyes here, you will have blue eyes on the other side too. But we'll be, that's why we need to be sending pictures to each other when we're a little bit younger. Sometimes, just send pictures when you're old. You will be surprised I'll be younger there. Oh, this is how Brother Moses looked. <laughs> Amen. We need to send pictures one way or younger, one another. Brother <laughs> Resurrection is not replacement. It's the same person who went in. The soul has not changed, but it will be in a new body glorified. Prophet described it. I won't have time to that. It says it will be that your funny that will come and pick up that body that is there, no matter what it is. Can be can be burned, can be spread in the ocean, can be whatever it is. But that when that sound, the trumpet sounds, that the, that the offering will come and pick up that body, whatever it is, and bring it in a glorified body. This body will shall put on immortality, shall put on incorruption to never fall again. Amen. Praise be to God. It won't be a different person. It will be the same soul, the same person, the real you, but you will be in a glorified body that will never die. Brother Banam was asked, Sister Meda asked her, told him, you know, you have lost your hair here. Brother Banam told her, you know, I didn't lose none of this. They're just where they used to be before. So where are they? They're just where they used to be before. Let me tell you, you have not lost none of what God saw of you. God has a perfect picture of you. Perfect picture of you that he had before the foundation of God in the great album of God. That's the picture he's looking of you, amen. That there's no default, no failure, no defect at all. The Bible says in Philippians, the musician can come. Philippians 3:21. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. The Lord Jesus Christ after the resurrection could eat, but he could go through the walls. We will have a body, changed body that can go through the walls again. Which I think he, will be tra- he was traveling at the speed of the thought. You know, uh, uh, sometimes I like physics a little bit, just listening to BBC physics, and it was saying, that guy was saying, you know what? When, when he was talking about the sound barrier, and then so they talk, the limit for the sound barrier after you pass the sound barrier, when he was talking, I think he was talking more on the, on the, on the speed of the light. Say so the speed of the light is actually the limit of the speed that you can go through. It's the speed of the light. If you get to that speed of the light, is it possible to overtake that? You can get close, but if you, if you go beyond that speed, then... Then the mass, in French, the mass, or the weight, the mass. Okay, you understand what I mean. The weight or the mass, it loses its weight. It's the same thing, but it loses its weight. I want to just listen to that. Say, so, oh, praise be to God. Yeah. We'll be traveling at the speed of the thought that is way greater than the speed of the light. Amen. That's why gravity will lose, will lose yeah. its attraction upon us. Yeah. We'll be traveling at the speed of the thought yeah. and greater and greater. We can cross through the walls, can cross through everything. Yeah. Praise be to God. Amen. Our future is brighter than we think. Yeah. Amen. Can summarize this evening. 
You can say, but how can I get more faith? As a son and daughter of God, the body has no ability to believe. The mind has no ability to believe. The soul has the ability to live, to believe. Faith comes by hearing. I trust that I've shown that making mistakes has nothing to do with the real believer. You make a mistake, you're subject to mistakes. If you make a mistake, you'll correct it right away. But don't, that doesn't have to do with the real believer. I hope I've stressed the importance of the new birth once again. I hope I stress the importance of feeding upon the word of God as the inward man needs to be renewed every day. And I hope and I trust and emphasize the importance not to be quick to judge others because the one you see at the others, just remember what you see and the mistake that he's making, it's only the unbeliever part that is doing that part. The real him is inside of that. It doesn't mean to do that. The real him believes in the word of God. If we get the image of the earthly, let's remind you and encourage you, we will get the image of the heavenly as well. God bless you. Amen. Sorry, brother. I just want to get to you. Do you love the Lord? Amen. Something is calling me every day I see. Something keeps holding me Every day I see He's helping me faithfully To overcome my trials He's guiding me
Shalom.